he learned the lesson of, well, everyone loved Obama. I guess I'll do the same thing. It's not going to happen to me. It's, it's okay. If we do this, we're going to cause, again, more divisions between myself and Republicans. And they just, they, they have that last chance to like me. They don't like you. They're not going to like you. And Never. this isn't going to make them like you. going on Frantifa welcome to another episode of the Bituation Room podcast live stream welcome welcome I'm your host Francesca Fiorentini you might recognize me from the thing and that one thing and the other thing that got a couple views on the thing yeah uh, we're here we're doing it again we've got such a good show J.R. Jackson of the Young Turks is here ladies and gentlemen get excited click the like button share the stream tell your people Nobody's out. Nobody wants to be outside right now. Um, and comedian Matt Rogers is also here. So, so excited to have him. Um, I, I just, it's just going to be joyous. It's going to be, first of all, this week, can we all agree, felt like mm, seven weeks? I feel like you could have gestated a whole child. Is that how long gestation is? It's about seven, right? Seven weeks. Um it just felt like a long week. A lot of things happened. I missed doing this show. I missed everyone here. Um, I was like, there is so much to talk about. But so we have to, we have to whittle it down. So we are talking about um, a few, a few stories, including Jeffrey Tubin trying to make his little comeback. <laughs> Don't think about how you'd spell comeback. Um, we're talking about Kamala Harris telling the people of Central America to not come to the United States. Cool, cool, cool. Um, we also are talking about sort of the changing of the guards in Washington and whether or not we are actually going to see real change and whether this week, which I think it very much felt like, uh, was sort of the doors and the windows closing on actual um, reform on democracy, actually protecting our dem democracy, stopping a Trump 2.0. So I'm interested in our guests' opinions on that. There's a lot of, just a lot of details. Just a lot of things we got to suss out. Also, Megan Thee Stallion. You guys, you know I have a soft spot for female rappers. Love Megan Thee Stallion. She is out with a new video uh, called Thought-ish. And um, we're going to be watching a little bit of that and talking about uh, our thoughts and what we think the right wing is definitely going to make next week about. Um... But before we get to all of that, you guys, this show is only thanks to you. It is thanks to your support of the Patreon, patreon.com slash bituation room. That is where you go. Two bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks gets you a shout out. 20 bucks gets you access to a monthly AMA with yours truly. Those are so fun. Um, so send me your questions if you haven't already. And also, if you don't have the money, totally cool. That's fine. A lot of unemployment benefits are running out. F that. We all agree. Give this podcast five stars. That absolutely is is as good as money. It helps us out. And uh, I read every single one, including some a-holes that I'm like, really? Really? I'm amazing. What's wrong with you? You know? And with that, let us thank all of the people, all the sexy people who've become patrons, who've donated, who've tipped at TBR-Live on Venmo, TBR-Live on Cash App. Let's thank them with the fart song. 
Yes, yes, yes. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you so much to August August H to double O one 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 or yeah one 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 to Ed V for becoming a patron. All three of those folks became patrons. To just to the Twitch subscribers. Yeah, that's how I pronounced it. To DZone15, thank you for becoming a subscriber. To Electric Snow, thank you. Uh, to the big tippers, guys. Karen K, always coming through. SJC, Joseph L, as always, you're so generous. And you guys, please, uh, consider becoming a patron. Patreon.com slash Bituation Room. I'm just gonna dance the rest of these farts out. I am a child. And no, I don't need any excuses to play that song. That's that's a Kevin McLeod joint, all right? <laughs> Have you heard of Kevin McLeod? Yeah. Look him up, baby. Um, all right. Let us get into um what we are, what we're just what we're going on about this Sunday. Hell yeah. If you're just here, it's time for what are you bitching about? Okay, so usually I go very hard in the paint on this. Usually I'm like, you know, it's some big thing that takes me forever to say. I'm going to have a small thing today that probably will also take me forever to say, um, which is I couldn't sleep at all last night. Um, and when I can't sleep, I just have this one hook of a song in my head forever. Forever. Like, even when I actually, like, between... First of all, 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. between those hours, I'm like, that could be 15 minutes. That's how little. I'm like, eh, I don't sleep. But last night's song in my head was, um, one, they'll pick up the phone, you know, because then alone, whatever. Like, Dua Lipa is just like, I got no rules, I count up, bop, bop, bop. And I was like counting sheep, like, one, two, I got no rules, I count. And it was heinous. That is my hell. And the reason I couldn't sleep, I was like, did I have caffeine? I am old, so I can't have it later in the day. No, it's because I had people over to my house. And I got too excited about socializing. <laughs> so I was just like, I got no rules, I can't have it. <laughs> and I couldn't shut up my brain. My brain. I did everything, man. I took valerian root, which I love. I took like uh, uh, melatonin. I took like way too much melatonin. Um my I just it was bad I don't I have like restless brain syndrome so if you got any tips for how to fall asleep don't say weed don't say weed okay because that waking me up I like I'll write like a novel at 2 a.m yes even on indica I'm like I got no rules I count you know what I mean but it'd just be a novel of anyway Dua Lipa is uh I, I at night I was like I, I hate this song I hate I will never listen to this song then the next morning, I was like, I love this song. I love Dua Lipa. Uh, okay. <laughs> that is what I am bitching about because that's that's right. It's shallow. I can't sleep. Tell me how to sleep, especially after socializing, especially after doing stand-up too. Like, you're just excited. You're like, oh, my God. I, I didn't do stand-up, but, you know, socialize. Um, and with that, to join me in my bitch sesh for the hour – he is a comedian and actor who is known for The Game Show, Cartoon President, and Hulu's Shrill. He and comedian Bowen Yang co-host the taste-making iHeartRadio podcast, Las Culturistas, which centers the hottest pop culture moments of the day. Please welcome 
Matt Rogers. Hello. <laughs> I have Hi, to Matt. tell you, that's how you know it's a great pop song. One, <laughs> don't pick up the phone. You know, it's when I kind of he's drunk and alone. <laughs> that it should be keeping. Actually, when they're in the studio, they're like, how do we keep people up at night? Yes. So it, it, yeah. so certainly that they can oh, be yeah. singing it the next morning. And you're you're giving her the press. Oh, it's all going according to plan. It it really is. That is it's it's better than like a soap commercial, like a dishwasher detergent commercial. It's like better than bounties, quicker picker. I don't know. In the oh, yeah. history of jingles, nothing like Dua Lipa's yeah. And then I She's was like, there. let me let me just move to another Dua Lipa song. And I was just like, one kiss and all in it. And I was like, yeah, it's not as good. But then I went back. It was it was upsetting. I mean, <laughs> don't start now is something I would say to you about that pursuit. And also a suggestion of another song to listen to. That's a bop and a half. <laughs> also, it's like Dua Lipa is like, I say this with so much love for her, but it's like, she's not a great singer, but she's a great pop singer because you everyone can sing along with everything she does. So it's just oh, a yes. war machine, isn't it? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, and she's kind of like woke on Palestine. I'm, I'm very much here oh, for. Oh, we're, it. we're Dua Lipa fans. This is a Dua Lipa house. H A U S. Also, let's bring in our another, our, our another guest. Um, also for the hour, senior producer and co-host for the Young Turks, who is part of the daily planning, producing, and analyzing of political content for the show and the JR-rated segment on the Young Turks incorporates his carefully crafted videos exposing political corruption and lies with his expertise on race and class in American society, police brutality, and corporate influence in politics. Please welcome JR Jackson. What's up, you guys? Okay, now, now that bio includes makes me seem like I'm the most serious person that you can even uh, ever have on here. <laughs> I'm not, I'm gonna talk, yeah, I'm not going to talk about the, the ills of the world, at least not right away. I'm going to get there, I'm sure. Anything can connect to it. But um, <laughs> the one thing that I'm thankful for, I know we're bitching first, but yeah. the one thing I'm definitely thankful for is I have no idea what that song is. So it's not going to be on my mind. Because anytime, anytime How did you says, do it? I have no idea. And in fact, I may have heard it and just don't know. And I'd say, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it that way. Anytime someone says, oh, I have this song in my mind, I can't get off. I'm like, shut up. Don't talk to me. Don't tell me what it is. <laughs> Because it's contagious. It, it, it's viral. It's definitely, yeah, it's a song that you have, like, told your Uber driver to turn down. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. the song no. that, and and I used to think that, and then I kind of got into her, and I was like, no, and then, yeah, it's, don't don't even, let me let me not get started on how I got tape-hilled in 2020. Uh, it was bad. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but but JR, given that, yeah. what, what are you bitching about this Sunday <sighs> of June? <laughs> okay, I, I'm a, I'm a purveyor of social media. I just kind of, I don't stay on one side. You know, one I avoid mostly is Facebook. But in general, oh, yeah. I'll float on Twitter, then I'll float on Instagram. It's just fun yeah. for me. It's a relaxing getaway from normal BS in life. And I've noticed there's this trend of people with photo dumps. Like mm. they'll post ten pictures and say photo dump, photo dump from last month, photo dump. And I'm thinking, well, if it's a photo dump, why are you dumping it here. Like, if it wasn't good enough for you to post it when you were gonna, when you took the damn picture, why do you think we wanna see it now? Now, by the way, I'm sure everyone is photo dumped, so I'm probably offending both of you guys, but <laughs> I just don't get the concept. Cause I have this phobia with, I don't like notifications being at the top of my phone. I don't like having oh, anything, yeah. I, have to, I have to read it or clear it. I don't want it crowding my space. It's something weird with my mindset. Same with things that you put on, like, you know, you may post on Instagram. I don't just want to toss anything up there. 
So, so would you, you rather scroll individually through a bunch of mediocre, like a bunch of fives as photos? The big question. Or would you rather have a photo dump where they, yes, you are, you have to scroll horizontally through the fives and just like get caught up on your friend's life. This is, yeah. My assumption is that the photo dump means that they're bad photos that you didn't want. That's <laughs> what my impression is. And when also like yeah. nine of them were not good enough to be like a first photo. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> it's like, we know that we're getting like a bunch of like B minuses here and the content you have to keep delivering a plus or just don't post at all. You, and you, you don't, don't have to post. You don't. News. I mean, yeah. And I get that too. But so the thing with me clearing my notifications, I also need to clear my camera roll. So if I've taken mm. three or four or five, six pictures and I finally got one good one, I'm going to delete the other six and keep that one seventh that I like. Why did I still have another six on here? I think no, that's yes. my impression of what a photo dump is. Probably what people didn't like when they took a good picture. And like, oh, I still have these on my camera. Here, you guys. And like, no. Yeah, we should. they should always include the one where you just took a picture of a black screen or like your under chin or, you know, like the ground. I love, like that would be an honest photo dump. Exactly. Or all, how many, like, I will take, I could take like, 12 photos and literally not like a like not a single one is the yeah. one you should post but and then I'm you right. i do like a you know you know when you shop online i do the same thing with posting where i'll be like put it in the basket do not check out so i'll make a draft of a photo mm, it's a little too thirsty or it's a little not good enough and i'll just put it in the draft and then keep it keep it keep it and then if i get a little drunk or a day where i'm like you know what <laughs> live your truth you know there's that it's a mm -hmm. look ig etiquette is weird and hard but you know what it really is i'm gonna wager that one thing that probably subliminally is upsetting all of us is the sort of canonization of the word dump i don't need to see <laughs> dump like, I think that's really what upset me when you said you, <laughs> photo dump. I'm like, yeah, for me, it's like, if you want to post a lot of pictures, fine. Photo dump. What about a photo bouquet? Love it. An improvement already. And we've only yeah. suggested one. Yeah. <laughs> photo presentation. I don't know. Yeah. Slide. <laughs> I love slide. slide. Matt Rogers, what are you bitching about? Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but it seems like every single YouTube video that I watch is um, sort of precluded by an ad, which is either Stacey Abrams or Chuck Schumer saying, wait, before you scroll away, I need money from you. And I just, what I'm <laughs> bitching about is the script. Because let me tell you something, as an actor, it's kind <laughs> of hard to act urgency. Like, stop, wait, like it's it's hard. And I'm like, Sorry, but I've been paid to act. These people are not performers and politicians shouldn't be. I don't want to see a politician act. I never want to see them host Saturday Night Live. I don't even like the cameos. I don't like anything. So I certainly, <laughs> when I'm trying to watch my YouTube vid, whatever it is at the that YouTube, point, yeah. my YouTubes, I really don't want to see a politician act at me. Now, mm. the scripting, like asking, saying, wait, stop, I need you now. It's like you're act you're asking them too much. You're asking them to do something they can't do. So it's well, annoying because they're to asking stop. for money and they can't do it. Right. And if someone tells you to stop, you're like, I'm going to keep going. Oh, please. you told me not to. It's now an immediate trigger. Like the second I see like these, like, they're not the most charismatic people in the world being like, wait, hold on. And like, I'm just like, you're trying to like involve me in this. And I see you on this screen millions of miles away from me. I'm not buying it. So whoever the script writer is of those ads, I'm bitching about them. Uh, the lighting's okay. terrible. You know where it comes from, right? JR, you know where this comes from, right? 
What, the, this, why politicians have to do this? No, no, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was going to say that they are all basically biting off of Bernie Sanders being so on brand Bernie of like, mm -hmm. once again, I am asking for you oh, to please. With him, it doesn't feel false, though. With like other <laughs> exactly. ones, like Chuck Schumer, I'm like humiliated for him every time he's got to do this. It's like, it's so wretched. Well, the question, though, is because I was, I, I've watched a lot of sports. I was watching the NBA playoffs. Uh, Cliff Paul, who is Chris Paul, plays Cliff Paul on these State Farm commercials. And mm -hmm. the acting, mm -hmm. I, I love those commercials because the acting is so bad. So the question, though, is, and everyone knows athletes just can't act. There's only one athlete I've ever seen that can act, and that's Peyton Manning. But He um, is good. Yeah. And so are politicians worse than, sport, than athletes? I yeah, would say absolutely 100% because athletes, at least they're being themselves. So they're starting from a place of like, I know I'm myself and I'm acting. Politicians are never being themselves. So yeah. I'll tell you another thing that's hard to do is a performance on a performance. And that's so Chuck Schumer is in his drag all the time, you know, whatever, <laughs> like I'm here for you. I'm really not. And then to see him sort of like, like dishonestly act this scripts where it's like wait before you go it's like i don't need you to look in my eyes and tell me to wait ever if you are not channing tatum then you cannot be looking in my eyes telling me what to do ever oh my god that yes i would watch that whole uh pre-roll i would watch that too. whole as well francesca <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i think i can't top that and we need to move on <laughs> we need to move on um we're digging into the week you guys uh like i said i don't know if it was me if i was particularly attuned to the news this week or or what but i felt like everything just like it trump's not in the white house why is everything moving so fast can we slow it down but this week was crazy so a few things had happened uh white fragility reached new heights uh as florida banned critical race theory from public schools where it is not taught uh and texas set up the 1836 project the year uh, uh, a response to the 1619 project which we will imagine is just like a one-part podcast because it's going to be about texas history but they can't talk about anything a racist so just you know real short real abridged <laughs> um ilhan omar came under fake fire from both democrats and republicans for supposedly equating victims of u.s and israeli terrorism and taliban or hamas terrorism almost like she sees life as being equal <laughs> Crazy. Um, the Keystone XL pipeline was finally defeated thanks to the hard work of climate justice activists, uh, specifically indigenous activists. So congratulations, hats off. I really want to dig into that more. A white terrorist murdered three members of a Muslim family in Ontario, Canada, and Karens in Ohio are trying to prove that the vaccine magnetizes you by sticking keys to their faces because what else are they gonna do with their lives? For everything else though, this is the week where. This was the week where Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal trolled corporations on Twitter for being Pride Month hypocrites and doing what is known as rainbow washing, pretending to be for LGBTQ rights while actually funding anti-gay shit. Uh, she tweeted at Walmart, um, hang on then, hang on love, <laughs> oh yeah. She tweeted at Walmart, what's not, uh, whoa. Cute pride logo. What's not cute is giving more than $150,000 to Mitch McConnell and other GOP senators who are actively blocking the Equality Act from becoming law. The Equality Act um, would 
basically amend the Civil Rights Act and make it prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity, et cetera. Uh, she kept going. This was for AT&T. She <laughs> tweeted, AT&T donated uh, $56,295 to Mitch McConnell's 2020 campaign while he was actively blocking the Equality Act. But what a great Pride Twitter banner. Uh, it is a cute Pride Twitter banner. But <laughs> to be I'm fair. Just, to be fair. <laughs> it's fairly well done. Yeah. Um, my favorite, though, of course, is when she tweeted at Raytheon, the defense contractor, who also changed their logo. Oh, yeah. Changed their logo to a rainbow, saying happy pride from Raytheon's Twitter logo. Less happy about their pack also donating $18,500 to Mitch McConnell's campaign while he was actively blocking the Equality Act. Yeah, except it's more than that, because, like, Raytheon is a defense contractor. They make smart bombs that have been used by Saudi Arabia against the people of Yemen. Um, you know, because, like, I don't know, though. Like, when your impoverished town is being bombed, I guess it is comforting to know that your enemy is also an ally. <laughs> you see how that works? Hang on. Um, what do you guys say, think of this, uh, the rainbow washing? Am I doing it? Is it rainbow washing? Is it just, yeah, pride washing? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I, here's what I want corporations to keep doing. Keep pandering to me. I think it's funny. I want to watch the Coke bear do a death drop. I do. I'm interested in that. Like <laughs> it, it, it's something that tickles me, but yeah, I mean, she's a thousand percent right. And I love like a righteous trolling moment from an elected official. I just love it. Um, yes. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane when you see the amounts of money too. I mean, it's just, it's not here and there. It's like huge, huge sums of money that I kind of can't believe there's not a ceiling on that, but um, it's just, it's pretty aggressive. And I mean, June is probably my least favorite month because of all of this bullshit. Like I know I, as a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community, I should say, I'm proud all year. I don't really need a month designated for it because <laughs> I, it is this bullshit. It is like, you know, Walmart being like, look at this diverse ad and the rain and our letters in rainbow. Yeah. And beyond that, it's just like, what it does to the community. Like I always say June is that bit is that uh, month where everyone is just a bitch to their closest friends. It's because we're all being driven crazy by the whole thing. So mm -hmm. I kind of always can't wait for June to be over, to be honest with you, because it's a lot of this and I, I don't need this. Do you find it in person too, Matt? Cause this is what I wonder. So in person, do then people start that maybe even know you or kind of mm -hmm. know you or maybe worked with you at times and they go, Hey Matt, happy pride, you know, like, and they're nicer to you yeah. directly, like this month is special for you and you only. Yeah. It is, it is funny. I mean, like it's it's interesting. So I watch the Real Housewives all the time, like it's my main mm -hmm. interest. And I know <laughs> that some of them are like major Trumpers, but then for a Pride Festival, it gets oh. to be like fun for them, probably because companies that they recognize are being like, This is something mainstream now, and it just gets fun for everyone. So yeah, I mean, I've had a Trump ant or two text happy pride, you know, and I'm just like, really? Like, I, I it, this is another element of it that I'm just like. But also know, the, good the for you. The of my own sexuality is, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's very strange. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's why, like, so to this point, um, there's a whole keep, hashtag keep your pride campaign um, that is a campaign that basically targets these corporations that are actually funding really hateful legislation 
and supporting things like blocking the Equality Act, um, Anheuser-Busch, NBC Universal, uh, General Motors, Coca-Cola. Together, the five companies targeted by the campaign donated $350,000 to politicians who've used it to attack the queer community. So it, I totally agree. I'm like, it's the same way. I think it's the same question for me when people are like, you know, um, the the right of women and trans people to serve in the military and to like serve without being um, obviously assaulted or harassed or anything. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm for that. At the same time, I have a lot of critiques of the U.S. military, you know, but I'm not going to say that it's total BS to like have a more equal playing field in a field that I fundamentally disagree with on so many levels. So it's, you know, at the same time, I think the people need mainstream stuff to be spoon fed to them before they can understand that, like, it's cool. Uh, and then you've got like a bridge in Florida whose beautiful, you know, light display of the like yeah. rainbow at night got like shut down because from, you know, anti-gay folks there. Well, this is what's crazy also. Things like that, which are just like an indication or a showing illustration of support. That's supposed to be there so that maybe other folks who maybe are on the borderline or feel that they can't really say what they feel or maybe they actually got a chance to meet someone that they thought was a certain way because they've been so detached from who they are. And then they're like, well, this light display, it's not that it changes lives. That one down, in, I think it was in Orlando. Mm -hmm. It's not that it changes lives or actually changes anyone's policy. It's supposed to be there to show that this is more of a mainstream acceptance thing because we accept, right. uh, we accept uh, 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 the, the aggression and anger that, that guys tend to have. And, and, and this mass, this, what's the right term? There's such a term for it where just, it's it's accepted that boys will be a certain way, guys will be a certain way. It's just the way it is. Hey, it's what it is. That has become so mainstream that people's lives have, have been just greeted that way. Mm -hmm. Now, if things like these displays make people see it as a normalcy, they'll stop seeing a rainbow flag and go, oh my God, what are those people doing? And they'll, they'll yeah. stop with that kind of fear over someone being who they are. Those are fine. Now, when it comes to these corporations and stuff, when it's giving money that actually changes people's lives, that's a thing. And by the way, the, the whole thing in Florida and in, in Orlando, they took down those lights as if it's some kind of a front to someone. If you wear a, a shirt, we have TYT shirts that have the rainbow flag across it. And if you're wearing it, people have to go, oh my God, what are you doing with that shirt? What's gonna happen? Well, uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put my head through the head hole, I'm gonna put my arms through the armhole, <laughs> I'm gonna pull it over me and I'm gonna wear it because that's what we do with shirts. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't actually change anything, but that's what we tend to have a problem with. We have a problem with a rainbow bridge that's not actually literally changing any legislation yeah we'll take that down and complain about someone's pride shirt but we won't have complaints about people spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to make sure legislation destroys people's lives that we've been systematically destroying since forever yeah and i think it's just because people don't know about it so that's why i'm so happy that she went in as hard as she did because yes. like once you say this out loud it's like argue with me about it i dare you like it's yeah. crazy it's it's disingenuous it's hypocritical it's 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 ever it's homophobic yeah. it's every word it's homophobic. and it's i mean that's the other thing is like it's not just the equality act it is like funneling of money into you know supreme court picks that are yeah. like handmaid's tale you know throwbacks it's like brett right. kavanaugh's and amy whatever a cab um and and like those people have an agenda and that agenda is incredibly homophobic, incredibly sexist, incredible, like all the things. And we're and it, a lot of that goes part and parcel with what we're going to talk about later, which is dark money and like the amount of dark money that is allowed to flow in 
um, to those Supreme Court nominations, to these groups, to these think tanks that all have the same sort of hateful agenda. Um, so, yeah, it's hard. It's like you, you, Walmart does sort of, again, spoon feed. But we need more than this at this point, guys. Um, well, you think about it. These types of decisions are made. I had to, I'm, I'm not going to take too long on this. These types of decisions are made by these groups and these organizations in like full-on decision-making process. So they know who they're, they're giving money to politicians to make these decisions. And then they know that they're putting on social these pandering type of messages that don't really match up with their quote-unquote values or their lack thereof. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they, it's, it's not a mistake. It's not like they're, they're thinking, oh, we actually do support um, for Pride Month, but at the same time, they're paying money in the back door. They know where the important yes. things are. They know where they yeah. are. Everyone the knows corporations, the they're are. like, all you got to do is change the logo. It's the logo. And then we can mm -hmm. still sell rat meat. It, it, See? It, it, See it, how it, we don't it, have yeah. E. coli? Yeah. E. coli? Um, all right. Yeah, it either indicates that they don't, they, don't, they don't respect the people that actually believe and live it, or they just don't believe that they really believe it at all. Well said. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to our next story. Um, this was the week where Vice President Kamala Harris was sent to Guatemala. Guatemala. Gua yes, that's the name of the country. <clears throat> this was the week where Vice President Kamala Harris was sent to Guatemala to discuss migration from the region, addressing the root causes of it, and, oh yes, uh, reminding Central Americans of one very important thing. I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. And I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. Mm, still sounds better than dying from gang violence in my country. But okay, cool. Um, do not come. Wow, she said that with such resolve. Um, and before I get into it, I do kind of want like that audio recording on my nightstand, you know, just in the more intimate moments, <laughs> you know, and we can just be like, ah. Do not come. Do not come. You see? That'd be great. I think like, we need to stop centralizing ejaculation. I totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, my God, this was a, you know, I was actually surprised at the outrage over this moment and, and heartened by it. Annoyed by the right-wingers who were like, oh, my God, she's mean to migrants. It's like, you, what? Excuse me? <laughs> really? Um because your boy like wants to build a wall. Um, and then others are pointing out like, what is the difference between saying don't come and we're going to build a wall? Um, so it just feels like the more things change, the more things stay the same, especially on this. And it very much feels like this was like an assignment. Like it was like, it felt very much like out of veep. Like, okay, so we're going to need you to go to uh, Guatemala and, uh, you know, tell all the uh, Latinos they can't come to this country. Okay, bye. Like, and she's like, yeah. damn it, I got the, I got the crap assignment. <laughs> this is, this is one of those things where they're chasing the criticism. So yes. while Trump was in office, the, the, the narrative was, oh, look, these Democrats, all they're doing is inviting all these illegals, as they use, in the country, and they run up here in droves because they know, they know how they're going to be treated. So we're not going to do it that way anymore. And the flow of people are still coming up. 
So, because it doesn't have anything to do with that. And that's what the root of the whole problem is that she eventually later on said that she was trying to take care of by going down there in the first place. But the whole thing is to chase after people who are going to criticize you no matter what. So when you chase after people that are criticizing you and then you say anything, they're going to criticize you for it. So you're just chasing your own tail and you're just making yourself look bad. That was the downside of the things that 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 she was saying. They're going to be on this on this push no matter what. And I always yeah. said this during the Trump administration. Do they think that folks who are traveling up on that treacherous journey, do they think that they have cell phones with CNN on that they're watching and going, hmm, Wolf Blitzer just told me that Kamala Harris went on TV and said, don't come. Hey, you guys, we're turning back around. No, that's yeah. not how it works. And when Trump was in office, he's like, they're watching and how what the president is saying, they're watching what they're saying on these pundits are saying, and look, they're coming up. So they get the idea from watching TV. Is that how it works? Is that really, so you're sitting at your, in your own country and, and everything is fine. You're in a nice three bedroom house and you're hanging out. Your kids are out front playing in the in front with the white picket fence. <laughs> and then you go, hey, you guys, uh, uh, Joe Biden said, come up. So hey, we're gonna hey, let's go let's walk up from from our country yeah, and yeah. walk up to America because that's how these things work. It's a com it's a it's a cartoonish approach to the way things actually work. It's not real, but we for some reason buy into it. Even people who think beyond the levels of the Donald Trump and the MAGA folks, we yeah. still think, hey, as long as we go on TV and say don't come up, that everyone's just gonna not come up because that's how it works. Absolutely. Yeah. It was it was um. It was kind of indicative of something I think Kamala does a lot, which is I think that she's really bought into herself as a meme, and I think that she likes to stunt. And I think that she was sloppy <laughs> here with her trying to sort of be, um, you know, uh, some someone watchable. And I think that in, in if she was trying to make the point, if she if she was trying to make the point that it will be more difficult and unsafe for you right now with the current conditions to try and do this, then she could have said that. But instead, she, as one of the leaders of this country and one of the most powerful people in the world, said, don't come and repeated, mm -hmm. don't come. And it just seemed cruel to me. It seemed diminishing to me. It seemed a little racist to me. Mm -hmm. I felt that it was just such a surprising flop in communication and leadership. Because yeah. it just lacked compassion. And even if listening to the entire soundbite is a little bit better than just the pull of don't come, it doesn't really matter. And she knows that. So mm -hmm. I think that what we saw here was exactly what you were saying, which was stunting for people that are conservative, people that are more uh, middle of the road to sort of combat this media narrative that the Biden administration is much more progressive than they said they were going to be. And I think it's just, it, it's, yes. it's just very sloppy to me. And I'm surprised yeah, I mean, about it. Yeah. And the same people who were calling, you know, the hashtag Biden border crisis are now immediately saying, oh, wow, this was really rude. How dare you, Kamala? Like I was saying in the beginning, it's like, no, this is a perfect example of, of the fact that you cannot win. So you might as well set policy based on your values, if you mm -hmm. have them, right? And I think the other part that this signaled to me when you stuck, talked about stunting and yeah, and this is sort of Kamala showing like her own leadership is what kind of president she might be. And sadly, when you are a person of color, when you're a woman, you have to double down on the militarism and the BS to sh because people like constantly are going to call you soft on what put in, you know, throw in whatever, like insert what you will. They're going to constantly be calling you on your credentials. Well, she was a prosecutor. Like 
she got the militarism credentials, sadly. And for me, so the, the rest of the speech is better. However, what are the concrete things that she's doing to address these root causes? Well, one of them is creating a task force to stop human smuggling. Now, how are they going to do that? Is that by like giving, you know, residents some money? Is it by, you know, like creating homes and places or hotels where people can stay safely on their journey up to the border? No, it's totally with more militarism. When you create a task force on human smuggling to quote unquote crack down is what they called it. That means more militarism. That means more money into a region that has that we have helped. And I won't go into the history of Guatemala because we got to move on. But let's just say they're still suffering from a coup that we helped the CIA help plan with the United Fruit Company in 1954. And as ridiculous as that sounds where you're like, that can't be. No, no, no. It can be when you've got a 36 year civil war that happened in between there and people are still reeling from it. So it's like, you know, again, addressing root causes. She, there's a little bit of money being in, invested in like education opportunities, there's 500,000 doses of COVID, which is nothing. Uh, excuse me, COVID vaccine, which is nothing. But we'll see. It was it was disappointing, and I really hope if they're actually serious about addressing root causes, they'll they'll change their tune on this. Yeah, I know we got to move. I could talk about this forever. <laughs> let's let's move on, uh, Jr. Okay, because this is very important, almost as important uh, <laughs> as uh, fleeing your country for your life. Um, <clears throat> this was the week where. Disgraced New Yorker columnist and CNN contributor Jeffrey Tubin is beating the narrative, choking the gossip and stroking his own ego <laughs> by trying to make a comeback from, well, a mishap that he had recounted to him this week on CNN. Take a look. In October, you were on a Zoom call with your colleagues from the New Yorker magazine. Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating on camera. Uh, you were subsequently fired from that job after 27 years of working there. And you, since then, have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, you got it all right, sad to say. Okay, so let's start there. Okay. Um, to quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point, I, I wouldn't exactly say in my defense, because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, guys, there's cringe. And then there's what we just saw and heard cringe. Um, so a, a couple of just one fact check thing there. Um, according to the people on the call, he lowered the camera to show his parts, like to show himself masturbating. Now, I don't know. I feel like that means that you knew your camera was still on. Now, maybe he didn't know he was on the Zoom call, but like the whole, are we buying that it was just an accident and he thought that it was, he couldn't be seen? I mean, obviously I haven't seen that footage, but I mean, <laughs> if, if there's people that are saying it clearly, if, if there's like witnesses 
that are saying that's clearly the way it looked, then I believe those people. It's kind of like, it's the whole thing is interesting though, because it's kind of like being named Britney Spears. Like she kind of had to be a pop star. Like him with the last name Tubin, he kind of had to get caught doing something with his Tubin. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's kind of just like a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point. Well, I was, I was wondering, I never knew if this went like public or got leaked or something, because I had no idea what it, what it entailed. I thought mm, people, yeah. I didn't know that it was like, they moved the camera down or any of that stuff. I thought it was, they saw his face and were like, I think I know what he's doing. Um, but who knows? It's, so the New Yorker, could, I think it was New Yorker who he worked for. They they, yeah. they got rid of him. They made sure he's not coming back. CNN mm -hmm. accepted mm -hmm. him. Um, honestly, the the flip could have been more, uh, more, more of the thing I would have thought would have happened. On CNN, your face, you have to continue to show your face and talk about serious issues. New Yorker, maybe just you have a byline and your face is there and you write a piece. That's the one that could people could forget about it sooner. They'd be like, oh yeah, I remember Jeffrey Tubin did something, but I haven't seen him speak in a while, so I forgot about it. When you put your face out there every week on CNN and then um, they're asking you about what the hell were you thinking, which by the sure. way, I, I didn't know Jay Little made that very generic, normal statement. Strange, yeah. strange so callback to Jay Leno in the year 2021. Cool. She had okay. a hard job that day. Let's just say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't know pick her apart for that. I mean, I, I, can you imagine being in the meeting and being told, like, hey, so we decided you're going to be the one to, to do this one, girlfriend? It's like, okay. I So uh, she, we can let her have that one. It's she probably true. was very mortified. true. I, I'm you're right. You're right. right. I, don't know, I don't know when Jay Leno said it and why it was famous from him. Right. I yeah, that right. But so this other thing. When, when you're going to have this kind of interview and you know that it's going to be played over and over and over again with a bunch of hard, stroke, soft, uh, mm. whatever jokes inserted, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. were they looking to get Alison Camerota on because she is a woman and maybe it feels like a woman is accepting this disgusting thing this guy was doing with his colleagues? Or if they had another guy on with them, maybe it seems like it's a couple of bros talking about their, what they, their dick pics, you know? So yeah. I don't know what was the right balance. I feel like the right balance is to not talk about it. <laughs> or have him not work there because guess what had that been a woman had that been a person of color they would not have that job anymore and it's yes. just it's it's also important to call that out because i was watching it and i was thinking to myself i mean i guess if if you had to make an apology for this behavior i don't know what he would do differently than this i guess it's a in, in terms of do i believe the apology i guess so i mean like it seems like he's contrite and has been working on it but the fact of the matter is we really shouldn't have to watch this because the behavior was fireable. If you're caught masturbating, if you're working at a fast food joint, if you're working in a school, if you're working somewhere else, you lose your job and then some. And yes. he did this in a professional environment. And I can't help but feel like had it been someone else, they wouldn't be in the position where he's on television, you know, making this statement. And then this woman wouldn't have to be in this position where she had to do this because it's uncomfortable and it's unprofessional. And we shouldn't have to deal with it. Well, they... I, I mean, I'm like, I have to say when I saw this, I was like, oh, oh, he wants his job back. And then I was like, wait, is he going to get his job back? And if he does, I simultaneously want to like sucker punch every single man in the nuts and like bend the knee to just how like how much of a power move it is to like just suddenly get your job, like utilizing your white male privilege, just mm -mm, like the pinnacle of it like yep and i just got my because i went on television i apologize he does have more to say and i just want to play this because his apology does feel and sound a little different and i'm wondering is there any way 
Matt might say no, but is there any way to come back from something like this? Here, here he goes. We've heard what I like to think of as the politician apology, which is, you know, I'm sorry if you were offended, um, which always sounds to me like I've said the words, now get off my back. That's exactly what I've tried not to do. I mean, I have tried and I'm trying now to say how sorry I am sincerely in 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 all seriousness. Above all, I am sorry to my wife and to my family, but I'm also sorry to the people on the Zoom call. I'm sorry to my former colleagues at The New Yorker. I'm sorry to my current, fortunately still, colleagues at, at CNN. And I'm sorry to the people who read my work and who watched me on CNN and who, who thought I was a better person than this. Stop, dweeb. Get off. I <laughs> He, the problem is he was getting off. So this is this, <laughs> the problem here is I watched the whole interview too because we, we were talking about this before. Um, and at the beginning of that also, first off, I'll, I'll address the apologies. Yeah, He knows the politician apologies he pointed out there mm -hmm. and he's doing the opposite. It's part of his media tour. It's a, it's a, I guess, smart thing to do here. I don't know if his job getting back with CNN depended on this interview or if they already mm -hmm. just said, hey, you gave your job back, but here, just go talk about it. Or if that was just some kind of a, that was the- like This the is a stipulation for you coming back on air. I is wonder. to have to, yeah. And I then he had to do it that way. Probably. probably. But so the part, earlier on, he said he's been working on himself. Sorry, not in me, I mean that. I, I, did, I, I, did, I did not know. And no one was even thinking about it that time. Now we're just in like a Mobius strip. <laughs> like we can't get away from it. I'm sorry. <laughs> He said he's working on, he said he's got, he's been going to counseling and working mm -hmm. at a food bank, which is, I'm sorry if you're going to get to that. I don't know if you're going to play that. No, but no. He's been working at a food bank, which he said he might continue to do. What does working at a food bank have to do with you on a Zoom call with your colleagues? Nothing. Activating and then getting fired for it. And he said, and I'm learning about myself. I'm doing this and I'm going to continue to work at food banks. I don't know why the food bank is this giveaway place if you're not going to find Jesus, you find the food bank. Then <laughs> everything is great. So you're serving people that have less than you, and that's going to make you think twice about the next time you're on a call on a with a really well-paying job and decide to do this? Why does that yeah. change it? Yeah. It, I also feel bad for everyone at the food bank that has to chill with this flop dweeb. Oh because, totally. Like, he's, like, what's he's, he going to do like, with the potato really? salad? I can't. Cause it, cause it's, it's what you were saying was, is so true where if you're at the New Yorker, like I don't care who, I, I don't see the face of the person writing the article on CNN. Every time I see this guy, I'm going to think about this. And and, and if, if I'm working at that food bank, I'm looking at him across the bank and I'm like, yeah, that's the guy who jacked <laughs> off on camera yep. with, uh, God. I think it's, and, and I think I want, you shouldn't. And do I really I want should... those mashed potatoes? Exactly. No, you don't. We got to move on, but I do want to say that it is interesting to see someone handle this in an adult way. And, and you know, when you're like, I wonder what it would be like if you saw someone handle this in an adult way. And then you're, and then the answer is, I don't want to see that, actually. I don't want it. Like, maybe I want that. No, I don't. Because it just takes up even more space and it just makes it even more about him. And suddenly now we're all invested in him and his wife and his, and his kids. 
bitch, don't look at us. Don't look in the camera and say, I'm sorry to my wife. Tell her to her face. You know what I, I mean? I, and you forget, you forget how embarrassing it is for the family until he says it. And then you just feel worse. It's like, it's like you're just descending as you're watching yeah. it. Like, God, and there is a world where I don't have to deal with this. What is this? The multiverse WandaVision is talking about? Like, how can I get in that one? Like, I don't know if I'm losing my mind. This is my last thought, I promise. I don't know if I'm the weird one about this, but I never care if you apologize to your wife. I don't care. That's up for her to decide. Yes. I don't know y'all's marriage. I don't know what kind of things you guys do. I don't know if maybe she's done some things to you in the past and now you're mad and getting revenge. I don't know. So you apologizing to your wife and she accepting it doesn't do me any good. I don't care. And if she doesn't accept it, I still don't care. That's between yeah. you guys. Yeah. So that's the only thing. Like You have to tell the public, I apologize to my wife. I'm sorry to my wife. I don't know your wife. I don't Bow care. out, dude. There's a million other people who should take this spot. He's been in the industry for decades. It's fine. Move on. Hire someone younger and cooler. And But then again, it is CNN. And With their so. dick in their pants. Or maybe if they don't have one at all, maybe that. <laughs> like, there you go. Move the hell on. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, let's let's go to some comments, and then we're going to our sitch for the week. Poe the freaking Reekin Dragon uh, wrote this last week. Um, thank you so much for resubscribing and said, I'm fucking dead listening to your show. Thank you, Fantastic Dragon. I appreciate you, your staff and guests for killing it. Thank you so much. Um, on Rainbow Washing, tell me what to put. Says, I wonder why these corporations are all donating to Mitch McConnell. Must be some random charity. Yeah, one of many. Like the money amounts actually seem kind of low to me. So you're like, I, I, he, they're probably, you know, just doling it out, you know, like a little mo mother bird, you know regurgitating into all the baby birds' mouths. Um, on Kamala Harris, Ulysses, what's up, Ulysses, says she seriously got a ton of heat for those remarks. It's a real shame because we're supposed to welcome all immigrants who are fleeing from violence and, we're a fail and we failed as a nation. Yeah, it's asylum-seeking. But you didn't hear her say anything about it. It wasn't like, don't come here, but of course, if you're seeking asylum, we have a process for that, and that's whatever. And we understand you can't wait three years to go through that process in your country because you might be dead. Um, Todd Roy, but Biden and Kamala are so radical. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever said that, Todd, but I appreciate that. Um, and on Tubin, Ray Turner, a.k.a. Bearded Dragon, Tubin needs to get a firm grip on himself. Wow, I just read that uncritically. Just didn't even read it first. Um, thank you guys so much. And please, patreon.com slash room tbr-live on Venmo, tbr-live on Cash App, but let's get into it. This is the sitch for the week. Usually I do a little bit of a run-up to that, but there's so much that happened, and we don't have that much time to talk about it, but um, this week, again, felt very dark to me because it started off with um, Joe Manchin essentially saying that he doesn't support HR one and voting rights and, and essentially like openly saying he's carrying water for Republicans and that's okay. Um, and then a couple other things happened that were like, wait a minute. So even the most minimal changes under Biden might not actually come to fruition. No one thought this would be a radical or transformative government. He said it had, you know, he wants to be transformative. I, I don't think any of us were holding our breaths. But Attorney General Merrick Garland this week did a few things. One of the things was upholding um, basically Bill Barr, the former attorney general under Trump's um, defense of Donald Trump when he called 
uh, E. Jean Carroll, who accused Trump of rape when he called her a liar. And under Bill Barr's DOJ, that was okay because that was part of uh, that was part of Trump's official business. And ergo, he cannot be sued for defamation, which is what E. Jean Carroll wants to do, because it was part of official business. So that was like utter bullshit from the beginning, from the beginning of this week. The other thing we know this week is that DOJ under Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions spied on Democratic Congress people, subpoenaed Apple to get all these, you know, um, all their text messages and emails and metadata and such, and that those people are still in DOJ. So this is like six months in. And look, I know like a lot of people are like, give them time, but like six months and you, you kind of have to clean house in a nonpartisan way. It's at what point is it partisan for not cleaning house? So I don't know. There's a lot to say here, but I guess what are your guys' thoughts on like this? What appears to be a very um, just kind of, yeah, just kind of like a depressing ass week where you're like, oh, crap, we might actually have a Trump 2.0 if Democrats don't get on their shit soon or off their shit. Well, this is what, what we are kind of expecting. We just didn't know exactly how it was going to work. And maybe this is reading the tea leaves because as soon as Trump was out of office, finally, uh, somewhat kind of, um, then the whole discussion started talking about how he's going to, they're going to go get him now. Oh mm -hmm. man, the prosecutor A, yeah. B and C is going to get him. The prosecutor in Oklahoma is going to get him. The prosecutor in Los Angeles is going to get him. The prosecutor in New York is going to get his ass. And then we got these prosecutors coming after him and people start asking, so when is Trump going to go down and what for? And I was the bad guy, I think. And I even felt bad myself saying it. I was like, for none of it. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I know he's not going to get punished for anything. Because yeah. that's how rich white folks work in this country. That's how privileged people who have any kind of a, a connection to power work in this country. It's constant. So especially now that he still has a hold of the Republican Party and 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 everything that they do and say, he's got them standing for him to the point where even if people do come for him, he's got defenders. He's got powerful mm -hmm. defenders because whatever reason is, we can speculate on that. But this is the this is reading, this is sticking your finger to the wind and reading what Democrats in general are gonna do is, well, we don't want to look backwards, we want to look forwards. Who said that again? Yeah. President Obama said that when W. Bush went out of office and we talked about for eight years, the war crimes, the, the, uh, the destruction of national of our of our own homeland under, mm. under uh, Bush and allowing all these things to happen. His of the economy. Status, yeah. Everything. So the illegal things that W. did and Cheney and Rumsfeld and all those guys, we just said we don't want to look back. We want to look forward. And we're beginning to look forward again. It's the same thing over and over again. Biden was in, obviously, was the vice president under under uh, Obama, and mm -hmm. he learned the lesson of, well, everyone loved Obama. I guess I'll do the same thing. It's not going to happen to me. It's it's okay if we do this. We're going to cause again more divisions between myself and Republicans, and they just they, they have that last chance to like me. They don't like you. They're not going to like you, and Never. this isn't going to make them like you. <laughs> yeah, it's. Just I just so want to get an hard. invite to the country club. Like what is you know like what is. I, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I don't know what Mayor Garland wants out of his life. But yeah, being a centrist in this moment is not what we need. Sorry, uh, Matt, what were we going to say? Well, I was just also thinking to myself, like, what is so fucking good about hanging out with your friends on the Republican side? What do they have, water slides at their house? Like, truly, why do you need to keep these personal relationships so badly? Because it almost seems like we get inundated every now and then with, 
you know, this story about the McCain and Biden friendship, you know, I don't care about any of it because people are dying and hurting and we're fucking going down the shitter. And it's just really crazy. Mansion to me, it's just, it must, it's so clearly must obviously be that he behaves only in considering we spoke about, you know, corporate interest before, but like whoever his donors mm -hmm. are, like, it's just so transparent. And I think it's so obtuse for people to say, well, he has to represent the people of, West Virginia, who are more in the middle. No, the people in West Virginia are suffering. And uh, I mean, they're probably inundated with mansion ads. I mean, it, it it's just so shocking to me yeah. that we've gotten to this place, but also not because we've seen, as you said, like we've seen what's gone on for decades. These people aren't interested in change because they don't know how to operate in a, in a different system than the one that they're currently in. And the one that they're currently in has kept them there for half a century in some yeah. cases. I it mean, feels, it's truly bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it feels like, I feel like there's a parallel between climate change and democracy. Like, the longer we wait to do anything to stop climate change, the worse it gets. And now we're in a moment where it's like, no, 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 we need to rapidly decarbonize by in like six years. Mm -hmm. And Biden's like, well, we're going to create, you know, plug-in, plug-in stations. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, well, we're going to we're going to compost or we're, and we're going to recycle. There's now a green compost bin in the oval like that is it's like, no, no, no. no. See, because the window for that closed. And the same thing with democracy. It's like we keep on electing these leaders who, um, again, are operating as if it were 50 years ago, whether it's democracy, whether it's climate change. These are not the same Republicans. And actually, that is not my line. That is the line of Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who had this to say, gave me a little bit of hope, and I want to talk about it. But she was on um, CNN this morning um, discussing Joe Manchin's lack of support for H.R. 1, the sort of overhaul of voting rights. Well, you know, I think that um, I think that when we talk about opposition to H.R. 1 being just about voting rights, we aren't telling the entire story. H.R. 1 has sweeping lobbying reforms, and I, I believe that... You know, we have the influence of big money that impacts not just one party, but both parties in the United States Congress. And I do believe that um, that that old way of politics uh, has absolutely an influence in Joe Manchin's thinking and the way he navigates uh, the body. I mean, the way the things that he cites like this. This, I think, romanticism of a bipartisanship is about an era of Republicans that simply do not exist anymore. And I also believe that um, that the opposition to big money and dark money, you know, you have the Koch brothers and uh, associated organizations from the Koch brothers really doing victory laps about uh, Joe, Manson, Joe Manchin's opposition to the filibuster. I think that it's uh, pretty open that these groups exert a lot of influence uh, as much as and as much influence as they can on members of Congress. And I think that um, you know, that that the older school way of accepting the role of lobbyists in Washington absolutely has a role in Joe Manchin's thinking. Mm. She's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works that way when it comes to the money. And then when it comes to, to politicians that have to play that game, of course, yes, it's the donations that happen. But they truly are afraid of if they flip, the whole point about this conversation is trying to convince Manchin or Cinema to flip the filibuster and make sure that it's, uh, we're going by this whole thing of, um, oh, majority, 
Uh, voting, you mean the majority of people that vote, then that's where the law goes. It's crazy how that works. Um, we're trying to go back to that weird thing that Americans were supposed to do. Um, but they're afraid that if they do this, then suddenly when the, when the Republicans get back in power, they're just going to steamroll you. That's the worry. And that's the constant thing that gets pitched to people to go, well, let's make sure we keep this in place because, you know, when we lose, when yeah. we lose, we're going to mm -hmm. go ahead and now all these things are going to get put on us that Republicans do. Hey, they know they're losers. It's almost like they know. Yeah, also, and they, they know it's coming. We're preserving the filibuster to keep that from happening when it happens any motherfucking way. So what we have is, is when, when people like Trump come in and change things and strip people of their rights, destroy, uh, um, destroy our, our alliances around the world, uh, this Iran nuclear deal that he was talking about from the very beginning and how mm -hmm. he ripped up those papers and then things actually got worse under it because of his decisions with that. If you push things 50% to the right, then Democrats come in and say, we're going to come and change everything. And they push things 10% back to the left. Right. We've, we've still gone 40% to the right. And it happens every cycle of this from the Democrat to Republican office, then Democrat to Republican office. Next thing you know, we've gone 200% one way and only 25% back to the left. Mm -hmm. And we're concerned about it going too far to the right. It happens every time. We don't know that that's how balance works. If yeah. you don't get your things done and they get 90% of their things done, Guess who keeps winning? Yeah. It's so frustrating. It's getting to the point, too, where Manchin really can't even speak to it in a way that, like, exonerates him at all. Because McConnell is out here saying, in no uncertain terms, explicitly, it is my number one goal. It is what it is. What we will accomplish is striking down everything the Biden administration wants to do. He has said this. Yeah. So what, why, why should I believe you, you, when you say, well, you don't see the bipartisan efforts that are going on behind the scenes. You don't know the hope that I have going forward. Like this dude is out here saying, absolutely not. Mark my words. I will not work with this administration. I will not move their plans forward and right. you're saying otherwise like what what's the deal so now it's like whenever he's questioned about it i think chris cuomo actually did a pretty good interview with him of several weeks ago where he was just like pretty much in no uncertain terms being like what you're saying is bullshit because yeah. it is well and aoc i think is really naming look she's doing something that no other democrat i've seen do which is call mansion out on his right. shit yeah. Call him. Everyone is so afraid to call him out on his shit and she's doing it, which I think is really important. It's important to like create rifts within the Democratic Party and push the Democratic Party and not be so scared. Um, and she's naming it. And she's saying, look, this is she said it with Biden. Look, if we were in a European country, Biden and I wouldn't even be in the same party because he's so far to the center. He's so he, we're not we don't have the same politics. And I think it's really important to say, look, there is a new Democratic Party that is trying to birth itself. It's trying to bring the Democratic Party back to the party of FDR truly um, and get into the 21st century and survive the 21st century, mind you. And then there's people who just want to go along with, you know, whatever lobbyists say because they're afraid. And this is the thing with JR. You're saying like, yeah. One, you're afraid of getting pummeled. Well, too late. You've been pummeled. Number two, are you afraid of being outspent? Like, what are you actually? You've been outspent. The dark money groups, nine out of 10 are going to F, like efforts that do not support things that you're trying to put forward. They yep. don't want voting rights. And specifically in HR1, like she was saying, 
there is a significant rollback of dark money. So, I mean, she sort of skirted around it, but she should just basically say, who's funding Mansion? Who are you funding? You know, like, um, who, who's funding you? Who's behind you? Because this is where we need to go. You know, I love my my silver fox uh, in the Senate, Sheldon Whitehouse, who has like <laughs> just a wonderful presentation about dark money groups and like and pretty much anytime a congressperson says dark money, I'm like I'm listening. You know, because like I love I, I love Jane Mayer and her book Dark Money, and uh, that that shit blew my mind. Um, so I. I'm glad there's someone who's willing to fight. I hope there are more people who are going to fight for this. But yeah, it's it's been a rough week. Being That being said, Merrick Garland, he did give a speech and he said he was going to prioritize voting rights. But it's hard to imagine how if you've got all of these bills rolling through. I mean, is I guess through the courts, right? Or, or like, I don't know, how many are there any federal judges that haven't been appointed by Bush or or Trump? These are those glaring differences between the two parties. Uh, so Merrick Garland will say, hey, I'm looking to prioritize voting rights and doesn't give any specifics. Meanwhile, across the country in all these states, these governors and these state politicians, and Republican states are saying, um, not we're gonna prioritize limiting voting. They're putting together very specific and detailed bills to make sure that shit happens. While Merrick Garland's like, um, I have this idea of maybe I'm gonna do something about it at some point. I'm gonna prioritize it. What does yeah. that mean? One side is doing something, another side is saying what they want to do. Yeah. Be specific. Tell us what is unconstitutional and that you're looking into. Um, give us some kind of faith. <sighs> um, any last wanted, thoughts? I yes. just wanted to speak to something that JR said earlier, which is um, that you've always been confident that he was never going to prison or to be held accountable for anything that he's done. Um, I I think I've been scared to vocalize that because I want to sort of speak into the atmosphere like it's going to happen, but it's never going to happen with, I mean, and especially in Manhattan, I just, there's a really important Manhattan DA race coming up. If, if people aren't aware yes. of them, then yes. I would just Ongoing. like to, yeah, I mean, we got to get, obviously Cyrus Vance is not running again, but Trump is never being held accountable by him. He's let his children off before. I mean, um, or someone like him. And there's a slew of really great progressive candidates for Manhattan DA. I'm personally supporting Eliza Orleans. I, I think it rocks that she's a public defender running for that office. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, yeah. I feel like there's an election coming up that can fully revolutionize like that ideology because you're right. It's never happening with someone like Cy Vance. And, um, you know, I, I just hope that people turn out for elections like that. Because there's yes. not as much fanfare about it, but exactly. they are just as important, if not more. So, and I mean, yeah. Ta Tahani Abushi, who is also running, yes. she's a Palestinian Muslim, just endorsed by uh, Bernie Sanders. Very cool. But yeah, yeah and obviously, god damn, the mayoral race in Manhattan is very, so, very big. Mm. I, I'm... I'm like, I feel like the only way you hold a crook accountable and like a mafioso is through their taxes. So that's where I'm like, um, whether it's SDNY or the, what is it? The other, what's the other one? The other NY one. Um, like <laughs> if tax, like if it's through taxes that we hold Trump accountable, however it is, but that's him personally, that's his, if he could run again, his personal finances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as much as I want to see him, you know, sort of, like die in a you know a dirty shroud of whatever <laughs> just just like a very like a wicked witch of the west kind of melting yeah. situation 
I'm also concerned with all the things that he broke in DC and all the people that helped him break it, right? And so to JR's point about, yeah, Rumsfeld and and uh, Ashcroft and Bush and Cheney, what are they? They just had to go away for a while to their ranch and paint. And then they could come back into the limelight, you know, and be fine. And look, pathetic. and look pretty damn good. I mean, yep. not from us, but yes. the I mean, paintings are okay. They're fine. I've seen sixth graders do the same shit. <laughs> it's so true. Like, honestly, I, I don't even consider myself an artist. And I know I drew a Sonic the Hedgehog picture in high school. That could, you can hang it up on a wall too, 100%. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's move in. I'm yeah, gonna, find that. I'm going to make it a priority, too. <laughs> now I found the word. Um, I want to move into our final segment, our fun segment. Um, we switch this up every single uh, every single week. And this week, because Megan Thee Stallion came out with a new song, new video, that is very apropos of everything that we're talking about, uh, it is called Thought Shit, and this is Thought Police. Okay, so we know that Megan Thee Stallion performed with Cardi B, I believe, at the Grammys, and that Ben Shapiro freaked out about it. Ben Shapiro also freaked out about, you know, uh, the the song uh, WAP, and then he clearly demonstrated that he has never given his wife WAP um, or WAP. I like WAP. Um, yeah, and it was it was disgusting. It was awful. You know, everyone's trying to bite off of basically Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, and and. Um, calling them what people have called black women for, for forever, which is too sexual and very much too, too, very much afraid of black women owning their sexuality and flaunting and being proud of it and owning it. Um, and so after, I believe it was after the Grammys performance, some Republican lawmaker from Utah, of course, was like, ah, got a half chub and that is not okay like he i don't know what he said but it was something like that he was like i felt turned on and my constituents did too and this is wrong um so she has a response to that through the video for her new song um thought shit and let's just take a little look and i will describe i'm gonna try and describe exactly what's happening for everyone who's listening but if you are listening very much uh watch the video Oh, this is the fart song. Damn it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Hello? Look, motherfucker. The women that you accidentally trying to step on or everybody that you depend on. They treat your diseases. They cook your meals. They haul your trash. They drive your ambulances. They guard you while you sleep. They control every part of your life. Do not fuck with them. Republican congressman in his office was about to watch a Megan Thee Stallion video and jerk off, and now he's back to it, walking through the street. <laughs> and immediately gets hit by a garbage truck with Megan Thee Stallion twerking all over it. <laughs> twerking continues. Now they seem to be operating on him, and there we are. Wait a minute. <laughs> Play this. They have operated on his face, and this is hard to look at, giving him a vagina for a mouth. 
<laughs> it transcended into art in this final frame. It was art the whole time, but it became like I don't know. We'll give him the the Pulitzer. This was <laughs> the next level. They gave this Republican lawmaker a whap straight up on his mouth, and it is it's hard to look at, but but it was good. And um, I don't know. This was like a complete. Here's my question: Is it over? Has Megan won? Has she won this battle? Or will the I right mean, have she, something to the say? The thing is, like, it, it's not a fight. She already, like, they can talk. Yeah. She doesn't give a shit. She's like, oh, you're just giving me this fucking great video idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. She will continue to slay. She is the shit per the Recording Academy in her own words. She yes. looks unbelievable. She's such an incredible performer. The song is fire. I mean, she can't lose. Like, like even if she were to say nothing, <laughs> she'd still win. Because she just, like transcend it through all of it but now there's making get, getting mining comedy from it and you know giving us yes. this i mean you love to see it yeah i always wonder when these types of politicians put themselves in these kinds of battles back and forth ted cruz is the best at it he makes sure that he has these battles with people that he's going to be the loser of mm -hmm. and he thinks he won because he's like well as long as i got my 12 people around me they say yeah good job ted then he's won in his mind because he doesn't have to convince the larger broad majority of the population, just like most Republicans don't because they don't care about the majority of people because the majority of people don't like them. They they uh, they thrive off of the right. smallest Ted Cruz watched the corners of a-holes. Yeah, he watches that video and he like very much gets turned on by mm -hmm. like this guy getting like chased around, but not because he's like attracted to the women. He just like loves being humiliated. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. I think he's into that. Um, I do have a problem with them giving him like kind of a nice looking vagina, <laughs> <laughs> like like a little too kempt. Like I really want they needed to give him sort of like a like a saggy. I'm sorry, we're gonna get very particular here, but you know, a little saggy Mitch McConnell, like you know, like a little. Sorry, but I do feel like Ben Shapiro is gonna be on tomorrow the next day and just be like um, um I, i've i've watched the video i've watched it completely and um uh make sure your children are not in the room and 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 and, and honestly uh uh if if my mouth were to turn into a a wap um um here's here's what would happen uh, i would immediately cut it off i would have it surgically removed and i would burn it because it's uh the deep the devil's work like like that's i love they're all going to freak out about this. Candace Owens is going to tweet at Megan trying to like bite off her clout again, mm -hmm. just like she bites off everyone's clout. They actually don't care about winning these arguments is the main thing. That's the point. The Ben Shapiro's, the, uh, they're all going to jump out and make their points that actually aren't winning points. But as long as that audience is energized by it, that's all they care about because then the check yeah. just comes. Mm -hmm. Well, that's right. the thing. You get the clicks. Look, I'm in part, I'm doing this because, you know, it's got 6 million views. If I could get some of those clicks <laughs> on this video, <laughs> you know, Ben Shapiro is going to talk about it and everyone else is going to bite off it. But it's so fun. I love it. Love Megan. Um, and I love you guys. Thank you for joining me. This has flown by. We solved really? it all. I think so. <laughs> Matt Rogers, where can people find your work? And see so, more of you. 
I'm currently in a feud with Twitter because I believe I I was someone tried to hack me and so I can't log into my Twitter for quote unquote suspicious activity. But you can follow me there at Matt Rogers though T H O, um, and that is my Instagram handle as well as they say in the in the biz uh, across all platforms. And I'll be back on Twitter. I will win that war. <laughs> Megan is winning hers. Yes, I, I love I'm, Matt Rogers though, because like people can talk about you. Oh yeah, but that Matt Rogers though. That Matt Rogers though. I'm That's currently right. on Instagram looking for Matt Rogers though, <laughs> and I'm gonna make sure there's no photo dumps anywhere. No, <laughs> see, and if there was, I you know I'm calling it a photo bouquet, as yep. suggested by mm -hmm. or buffet, buffet, uh, bouquet. Either or, but it will. I just certainly won't use that four-letter D word. <laughs> no dumps on the IG. Thank you so yeah. much, Matt. Be very well. Thank you. Uh, this was a blast. I'm such fans of both of you, so this was really, really, uh, really fun. Likewise, everybody, listen to Las Culturistas. If it's not already part of your normal listening schedule, it is so good, so fun. Um, and Jr. Jackson, where can people find you? I think people know the Young Turks TYT. Um, I but specifically when I'm, my face is on camera is every Wednesday in the morning on John's show, The Damage Report. So that's at uh, she's what time is it at? It's at 10 a.m. Pacific, so it's one o'clock Eastern. I'm there every Wednesday. It's Jr. Wednesdays. We get to the big news of the day. Uh, uh, Francesca, I know you were on like a week ago, two weeks ago when John was gone. That that was fabulous. That gave me the reason to make sure I had a, a, an angle to get in here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you finagled your way. Yeah, it makes sure that sure happens. I was try really trying to make Wednesdays happen, but <laughs> it, it really didn't happen. Just Jr. Wednesdays was my Wednesdays. Nobody caught on to that. What's what's your dragon name, Jr. Have we did, have they decided um, for you? I was at the beginning. They went with Dread Dragon for me. It's pretty straightforward. It's it's what you could you could have seen what's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> um, so Wednesdays there, and it's been average every other Friday on the main show. Uh, second hour, I tend to host that one every once in a while. So also the Juneteenth special this coming Friday, I'm also going to be hosting the second hour of that. That's going to be amazing. I'm, uh, I'm going to, I love our lineup of people coming. Yes. Yes. Watch JR uh, on Friday, right after me, I'm streaming on that Friday, but I'm going to let you go. JR. Thank you so much for being here. Take very good. Take very good care. And thank you all for being here. Don't go away yet because I'm reading your comments. Drew in Florida. Drew in, why did I say Florida? Drew in Georgia on Twitch. We don't want to look back. We want to look forward equals. We don't want to be held accountable for anything we do. Absolutely. Um, or we don't want to hold our the people on the other side of the aisle slash our golf buddies accountable. Um, Crab Dragon, thank you so much for that super chat. So sweet. I loved AOC's response to this. Crab Dragon says... Compare it with Nancy Pelosi this morning, who says, I still have faith in Joe Manchin. Really? I can't believe she said that. Um, I mean, I can, but at, really, at this point, nobody's got faith. He, Joe Manchin doesn't even have faith in Joe Manchin. Um, you guys, next week, I'm streaming on that Friday, 3 to 4.15, I believe. So it may overlap with some TYT heads, but uh, we're also doing a Juneteenth episode i'm going to have steven pitts of black work talk which is a great podcast um on and so that'll be good friday because i gotta go away for father's day so um i'll be out so change the next schedule to friday be here friday at three thank you all thanks to becca roofer my producer to ellie hoffman uh in the comments and to uh maximilian who is our new 
YouTube person and to Alexandra, our, our latest dish. Um, thank you all. And remember guys, fight the power, fuck the patriarchy and don't just bitch about it. Be about it.